This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. of more liberal homestead laws saw the tide of immigration to the western United States reach its greatest height. Land was to be had for the asking, but peace and security were not, and the West could not be won until law and order were established. It was then that the masked rider of the plains first rode in the cause of justice. Astride his great horse silver, he fought crime and criminals throughout the new territory, and no man did more to make the frontier safe for honest men. Now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, silver! We're heading north to the Oregon Trail. Devil's waiting for us.
open, the Lone Ranger and Tonto have made their camp for the night on a bluff overlooking the famous trail to the northwest. The light of several campfires can be seen on the plain below. There's another wagon train, Tonto. Hmm. Me see it. That's what this part of the country needs. People to make homes here. People with the courage to face difficulties and fight for what they want. That'd be plenty good thing. Someday the West will be just as rich as the East. That's right. But the people who will make it rich are these pioneers. What kind? Listen. That buffalo. Must be the herd we passed earlier today. Them come plenty past. Something frightened them. They're stampeding. Uh, there they are. Them not far off. They're heading for the valley. I wonder. What do you think? The valley's narrow. That leads to the place where the wagon train is passed. Right. Here, Silver. What you do? The buffalo may stop before they reach the wagon train, but if they don't, there'll be plenty of trouble. Oh, white fellow, Tonto. Here, white fellow. We'll follow the herd and see if they do any damage. That's a good idea. Come on, get on, white fellow. The men and women of the wagon train were resting around their campfires, unaware of the danger that threatened. Grant Elder, the leader of the train, was speaking to one of the groups. Well, folks, we covered a right good stretch of ground today. Tomorrow we ought to do even better. I don't see where we've done so good. Now, don't you go to complaining again. Why shouldn't I complain? I'm darn sorry I ever came along. We should have stayed back east where we belong. Yeah? Trouble. Nothing but trouble is all we've had. First off, them contractors cheated us back in Eagle City. The grub they sold us is full of worms, ain't fit to eat. It's a blame sight better than nothing. We ain't had half water enough. Tom Gillen's young'un died the other day. Most of the wagons have broke down a dozen times or more. Trouble? <laughs> I'm so blame sick of it, I wish I'd never heard of this part of the country. That's no way to talk, Paul. You shouldn't Look be... Look here, Cora. Don't you be telling me what to think and what not to. You're getting just like your ma was. And what's more... Hey, Grant. What's the matter, Jim? Do you hear what I hear? Right. What, what is it? Above. It's a mighty strange thing. It's a sort of rumbling. Now, what in the is this? Grant, gonna... Hey, Grant. Huh? Get to the wagons. It's buffalo. They're pouring out of the valley like water. I see them now. They're heading right this way. Just live for the hurry, child. Run. Climb in the wagon. Drive out of here. Come on. Get a move on. We'll go down swept down upon the unprepared camp. Few of the men had time to hit their horses, and still fewer were able to drive clear of the stampede. Come on, Tom. Come on, your wagon. Come on, your stroke of good fortune, the herd separated at the last moment, and the damage, though great, was not as heavy as it might have been. When the danger was over, Grant Elder tried desperately to reorganize the train. Jim, Dan, round up the women folks. Take account of everybody and see if anyone's hurt. All right, sir. Ain't nobody hurt that I can see. Blast it. Take a look at my wagon. You'd get busted up, sir? Busted up. There ain't enough left of it for kindling. My stuff strung out every which way. I've had just about an all I'm going to stand for. Chuck Silas, you knew when we started out we'd have our troubles. I can take my chair, but I... Who's that? I don't know. He called his horse Silver. Well, he can call his horse what he blame pleases. 
But what I'm saying is, I've seen all the West I want to. And I ain't the only one that feels that way either. Oh, stop it! Oh, 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 I'm not an outlaw for that mess. I have my own reasons for that. Came to see if we could help you. Well, outlaw or not, we can use all the help that comes our way, I reckon. We were afraid the buffalo might reach your camp. Did they do much damage? Damage? Why, the blasted critter's just about wrecked us. Do you wonder if we don't find somebody's been killed? Here comes Jim. Maybe he can tell us if there is or not. Well, I've had a good look around, Grant. What'd you find out? Well, there's about a third of the wagons pretty well smashed up. But I think maybe some of them can be fixed again. Yeah? Anybody hurt? Not one, thank the Lord. We was mighty lucky that way. Where'd Dan get to? He's bringing the women folks along. There they are now. Land sakes alive. I never in my born days had such a scare. You all right, Cora? Just shook up a little, Paul. Folks? It's about time we had a showdown. Mean and just what, Silas? That's like what I've been saying for the last week. The biggest mistake we ever made was to come out west. What I say is we ought to turn around come morning and head back for where we belong. Sure, Silas. What got into you? I'm just talking good sense. You really believe that, Silas? Well, look what's happened. If this was the first thing that'd gone wrong, maybe I wouldn't say nothing. But it's been one thing after another ever since we crossed the Mississippi. And now you want to turn back? Of course I do. Anybody with sense would feel the same. What do the rest of you think? I'm for keeping on. Well, I don't know, Grant. Maybe Silas is right. Well, like Silas says, we've run into a heap more trouble than we ever figured on. Isn't the opportunity to make a new home worth the sacrifice? Sure, but... You men. Grant and the masked man are the only ones with any gumption. It ain't for women to judge. (laughs) We're good enough to nurse you when you're ailing and mend your clothes and do all the things you'd rather get out of. But if it comes to deciding anything, then it's only the men folks that have any say. Now, honey, it ain't right for you to speak up so. Why isn't it right? We do our share, don't we? Cora. I don't care, Paul. You ought to ask us women what we think once in a while. Good for you, child. That's enough of that. I oh, don't now you're the right, right child. It's not right for you to want. Huh? Listen to me. When you people started out, it was to begin new lives in a new country. Don't give up now. Settlers are needed in the West. Whatever your hardships, you'll be repaid a hundred times before you're through. Just a second. Yes? I'm wondering just what your game is, anyhow. What are you so blamed anxious for us to keep on for? Looks mighty funny to me. You'll have to believe I'm thinking of your good. I don't have to believe nothing, and I don't... Silas, I declare you're the most contrary man i ever seen. Hold on, everybody. This is something we can decide later on. But right now, we got work to do, and it's time we did it. That's good sense, anyhow. We'll straighten things out. Then maybe by tomorrow, Silas and the rest of you will get your gumption back. Come on, you fellas. Get them wagons straight up. Under the direction of Grant Elder and the masked man, order was quickly restored. The wagons were repaired, and in the morning, at the suggestion of the Lone Ranger, Dan and Jim trailed the buffaloes to obtain fresh meat for the train. We see the two men as they come within range of the herd. There they are up ahead, Jim. Yeah. And we'll stop here. If we get too close, maybe they'll start running again. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. Whoa, whoa. Better get off your horse, Jim. It'll be easier shooting. Reckon it will at that. There's a good-sized rock. That'll make a rest for our rifles. Come on. You know, Jim, I was just thinking. Thinking? Well, here we are. This will do fine. Yeah, I was thinking the masked fellow might have the right of it after all. I don't know. Well, it don't hardly seem like we should have come all this way just to turn around again and trapes back home. Well, And maybe... all the women folks seem mighty set on going ahead. If we turn around, they're liable to make things quite uncomfortable for us. It ain't for women to have the say. Of course it ain't, but still, yeah, you know... Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, we can talk about it later. 
Right now, we ought to be getting fresh meat. Uh-huh. I got my sights on that critter over to the left. Yeah. I'll take the one next to him. Ready? Yeah. Now, don't miss. I got mine. So did I. Come on, Will. What's that? Must be somebody else. Who could be? Well, maybe it's someone that we... Say, the box was aimed our way. Engines. They're coming over that hill. Back to the horses. Let the meat go. How many are there? I don't know. And I ain't waiting to find out. Steady there, steady. We're heading for camp as fast as we can make it. Get up there. Get on with Get up raced across the prairie toward the wagon train. As they neared the camp, their shouts brought a group of people running to meet them. Engine! We see rats! Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Engines fired at us. They heard the shoot at them. Buffalo! You sure there were engines? We wouldn't mistake a thing like that. Then that settles it. That settles what? We are heading back east. We can face stampedes and dust and sickness, but when it comes to murder and redskins, it's time we got out of here. Indians wouldn't be likely to attack a wagon train as well-guarded as yours. They just shot at Jim and Dan, didn't they? Because they saw them alone. How do we know what they'll do? Grant, I'm telling you, you can't make us go no further. Do the rest of you fellas feel like that? Well, I wasn't so sure before. But right now, I say it's the same as Simon. Right. And so do I. Well, then, I reckon that's what we'll have to do. Land sakes alive. Growed men are scared of a few painted savages. It's your own good we're considering as well as ours. It's the men that have to do the fighting. Let me oh, tell you, you that. Huh? Come, sort of. Come, come. This is the first I've heard of Indians near here, Kimasabi. What we do? Steady, old fellow. <laughs> you and I are going to investigate those Indians. Mm, that's good. I want to know more about them. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Fire 
Charlie Horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue the story. A wagon train, led by Grant Elder, became disheartened after a series of misfortunes. First, a herd of buffalo swept through the camp, leaving destruction in its wake. Then hostile Indians were encountered. The men decided to return to the east, and when the Lone Ranger was unable to change their minds, he decided to investigate the Indians, which Jim and Dan had seen. As our second act opens, the masked man and his faithful companion are dismounting at the foot of a small hill. I think the Indians must be camped just beyond this hill, Tutter. Mm-hmm. Trail. Trail shown, that. We'll try and get a look at them without being seen. Uh-huh. Stay here, Silver. Come, Tutter. We've seen. Hmm. Yeah, boy. I see it. If we can get that fire without being discovered, we can hide behind it. Uh, Careful now. Here, yeah, boy. Uh. This is far enough. Look down below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Engine. But fewer than I'd expected. Once you'll never see them before. Uh, but I could give a close guess as to who they are. Who you think? You remember the Indians who raided the Overland Station? Uh-huh. There were five of them. The soldiers have been hunting them for weeks. Uh-huh. You think them same fella? And so do I. See? There are five in this group. If they were dodging the ball, this is probably the direction they would have chosen. That's right. Come. We've seen enough. Hmm. Tonto, did you notice the location of their camp? Uh, Tonto, see. Gave me an idea. What? There. I don't want the wagon train to turn back. Mm, that'd be a bad thing. Men aren't cowards. They've met an unusual number of hardships. That's right. Naturally, they're discouraged. They'll go on if we can prove to them that the dangers they fear are mostly imaginary. What? What we do, huh? Steady, Silver. Yep. Now, just as soon as it's dark, we're going back to where the wagon train is camped. Mm-hmm. That's good. And there, I believe, we'll get some willing help for our plan. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Wait, boy. Indignant at the attitude of the men, the women of the wagon train gathered in a separate group after the evening meal. Maggie, Jim Barton's wife, Cora, Silas Digby's daughter, and Jean, Dan Hardy's sister, voiced their resentment at what they considered the men's lack of resolution. I'd like to shake them good. The very idea of turning back when we're this far along. They say they're going east in the morning. And they won't listen to us. It's mostly cause doing. He hadn't kept so everlastingly at the others. Maybe they wouldn't have agreed to going back so easy. It's just like men folks, always looking for the easy way out. Now, Maggie, I reckon they ain't no worse than the average. <laughs> I ain't never heard that the average man was any great shakes. Oh, there was only something we could do. I've tried to talk to Dan, but when I say anything, he only grunts and says women don't understand things like men. And a good thing they don't. Well, I was sort of hoping that mess men could argue them out of it. Wonder where he got to. Dan says he's likely some kind of a crook. Crook? I just wish we had a whole wagon train full of his kind of crooks. There was something about him. Oh, what's his six, Jean? What's the... Oh, oh, the masked man. The masked man again. Oh, uh, you give me such a start. I'd like to talk to you. I'll get Grant. If you'll just wait a minute. I don't want to talk to Grant. Just answer this question. 
Do you women want to return to the East? No, of course we don't. Why, we were saying that when you come out. All of us women want to keep on. Would you be willing to do something that might persuade the men to continue? But what is it? I think I have a plan. If only you had. I'll need your help. Stranger, we women came out here so we could have the kind of homes we always wanted. Maybe you don't know it, but when a woman's got her heart set on something, she'd wade through wildcats to get it. Good. Now what do you got in mind? Listen to my plan. Wait until the men have gone to sleep tonight. And then... Understand clearly what you're to do. <laughs> when I figure out a man folks will look. They can pull. I'll leave now. But don't forget your instructions. We won't. <laughs> Say, who is that I just seen you talking to? Uh, why, yes. Uh... You been up to something? Now, Paul. Oh, you... That masked man. Was it him? And what if it was, Silas? My sister. He's an outlaw, that's what. Women. Bah. You listen to every smooth spoken crook that comes along. But when your own men folks try to tell you something for your own good, you don't hear no better than if he was deep. Sentries were posted at night to guard against a surprise attack by the Indians. The early watch was shared by Grant Elder and Jim Barton. We see them now as they sit together on the tongue of a wagon, rifles held loosely across their knees. Uh, seems like a shame, Jim. Huh? What does? Leaving this country, going back east again. You know, the more I see of the West, the better I like it. It's a mighty pretty country, but it's just as dangerous as it's good to look at. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, you got any idea what was bothering the women tonight? Shucks. They was just mad because they couldn't have their own way. There was more to it than that. What makes you think so? Well, they was mad at first, all right. But later on, they was acting like maybe they had something up their sleeve. <laughs> You're just imagining things, Jim. Maggie was most likely trying to get you riled. Mm, maybe. What was that? I didn't hear nothing. Listen. <laughs> What's ailing you, anyhow, Jim? You're as fidgety tonight as a girl at her wedding. I'd have swore I heard something. There weren't a thing. It's just the night being so black, the plains being so lonesome-like that's getting on your nerves. You talk like I was a scary kid. Where? You mean it? Where? Over by the end of that wagon. Did you see it? See what? It was like a shadow. Come out of that wagon and was gone. Just all of a sudden. By golly, you... There's another. Grant... I'm going to have a look. Oh, you blame fool. Maybe I am. But how do you know there ain't engines sneaking into camp? You see anything? Just a minute. You better come back here and make yourself comfortable. If you're going to jump every time you see a shadow, you won't be fit to live with. I don't know. Maybe my eyes are going back on me. I told you there was nothing, didn't I? Yeah, then but I... Then sit down and forget about it. Now, like I was saying, them women didn't have nothing up their sleeves at all. Why, right now, I'll bet they're dreaming in their sleep about going back east. Everything was quiet in the camp during the remainder of the night. Shortly after sunrise... Silas Digby looked inside the covered wagon. 
where his daughter Cora was supposed to be sleeping. Leaping lizards! What's the matter, Silas? Cora, she's gone. Ain't she there? You heard me, didn't you? But she's gotta be. Well, she ain't. I just looked. But Jean's with her. Your sister? The two of them were gonna stay together last night. Leastways, that's what Jean told me. Now, where in thunder could they have got to? Grant! Hey, Grant! You calling me, Silas? Come here! And hurry up! Something wrong? My girl Cora and Dan's sister Jean have disappeared. What's that you said? Who's disappeared? Jean and Cora. But where's Maggie? She was with them, aren't she? Maggie? Why, she said she was staying with them. Well, I'll be... Hasn't anybody seen them? Grant! You recollect last night? Huh? Them shadows and that noise I heard. You don't suppose... That engine's got them? Oh, you're local. But I... What'd you say about engines, Jim? It was while me and Grant was keeping guard. I thought I heard a noise and seen some shadows by the wagons, but I couldn't find nothing. Didn't you look to see if the women folks were safe? Well, I we never figured anything was really wrong. They've been took by them redskins as sure as blazes. Come on! Where you going? To get our horses. If them engines have got... Look at that! What in thunder? It's a mask man again. And look! The women are with it, and that ain't all. Huh? They're holding guns on engine. Engine? Can't you see them? Jean! Hey, Jean! Hold What do you want, Dan? What's the idea? Them redskins. You're gone, Lord. We did it. We did it. Doing your work for you. With the help of the masked man. You've been what? Oh, them six alive. Can't you understand plain English? Now, look here, Maggie. Oh, I, I won't look here. It's you men that are going to do the looking and listening. Here's the engines you were so scared of. The men helped us capture them. You women done that? There was no real danger, Grant. There were just five Indians. The women remained hidden with only the rifles they carried showing. Tato and I told the Indians they were surrounded, and they gave up. Well, well I'll be hornswoggled. Tato and I found their camp and thought of the plan. The women joined us during the night. At daylight, when the Indians could see the guns aiming at them from over the hill, we called on them to give up. And they did, too. Then you blame well we meant business. And these are the Indians who frightened you men. Made you decide to turn back. Well, I... It, uh, it seems sort of funny. The only thing funny about it is that you men were scared of something that us women fixed. Never mind them, Cora. I suppose they still figure the West is too hard on them. They'll be heading east again before the day is out. What do you say, fellas? I'll tell you what I say, Grant. We can't stand for women folks showing us up like this. If we turn back now, we'll be the laughing stock of everybody from here to Topeka. We gotta go on. You mean that, Jim? Yes. And we're going on right now. Yes, sir. You'll find all kinds of hardships on the trail ahead. Perhaps some of them will be worse than those you've already met. But this should prove that none are as bad as your imagination makes them. Stranger, you proved that a plenty. And it was me that said he was an outlaw. <laughs> outlaw? Why, land sakes, this is the man we've been hearing about ever since we left home. He's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Thank you.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Western United States was first open to settlers, outlaws and cattle thieves robbed and plundered the honest miners and ranchers. It was many years before law and order was established on the frontier, and from the stories handed down to us by those early pioneers, we know that the masked rider of the plains led the fight for justice. Let us return once more to those thrilling days when the West was young, and adventure lay at the end of every trail. A Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Mill City! Outlaws are in the district! Hail Silver! had been discovered near Danville, and the region boasted more than a dozen rich mines. But though the yellow metal brought prosperity, it also brought trouble. The stage carrying the gold to Mill City was held up several times, and the robberies continued in the face of every effort to stop them. As our story opens, we see a group of outlaws taking shelter in a ravine beside the stage trail. They are mounted, and the leader, Matt Klein is speaking to his right-hand man, Squint Porter. You got your mask ready, Squint? Yeah. 
Uh, slip it on before the stage gets in sight, Matt. <laughs> the next time that mask hombre riding the white horse runs into the law, he's going to have a heap of explaining to do. <laughs> he sure will. Of course, that white horse you're riding ain't so big as his and not near so fast. But no stage driver looking into the business end of a six-shooter is going to pay any mind to details like this. I'll bet my saddle he won't. It'd be better yet if we had a redskin working with us like he's got. This'll do good enough. I wonder where that masked hombre is now. It's for him to worry about, not us. I'm just thankful we seen him the other day and got the idea to put the blame on him. Yeah. Hey, Matt, what's that dust over the hill? Ain't that the stage? Most likely. Keep back till it starts coming down this side. Get that mask on, Squint. That's what I'm doing. When we stop the stage, you act like you're the boss of this gang. That'll make it worse than ever for that mask hombre. Hi, <laughs> Savvy. There it is on top of the hill now. Yeah. Quiet, fellas. We want the gold you're carrying. A mask, Never mind that. Where's the gold? How'd you fellas know we was carrying gold this trip? That's our business. Every time the stage carries gold, you doggone poor cats knows about it. It don't matter none how secret it is. You always... Shut your mouth and get busy. Or it'll be the worst for you. Yeah, just a second. Don't get hasty. The gold's right here in these boxes. Hand them down. Yeah. Save's the first one. I'll take it. But you're gonna pay for stealing this gold and killing the guard. He ain't killed. He just passed out. Come on with the other box. There. Now take leather to them horses and get along. I'm getting blaster. But I'll be remembering that mask you're wearing, that white horse you're riding. <laughs> now ain't that too bad. Move along. Get up there. Get up. Like I said, just wait till that other mask hombre meets up with the law. not only the agent for the stage company in Mill City, he edited the town's weekly paper and raised fine horses on a ranch not far from town. We see him now shortly after the holdup in the office of Bill Abbott, the sheriff. With them are Ray Davis, a special investigator for the Wells Fargo Company, and Andy Symes, the sheriff's deputy. The sheriff is speaking. Fellas, if something ain't done right soon about these holdups... We're all going to lose our jobs. Uh, I'm just hoping nothing happens to that shipment doing today. It's a funny thing. You ain't been able to do nothing since Wells Fargo sent you out here, Ray. Yeah? You've been here close on to a month. You ain't found out yet how them crooks operate. Look here, I ain't the only one that's been stumped. Now, take it easy, fellas. Sounds like somebody just put up outside, Sheriff. Well, if it's anybody on business, he can wait. We're here to figure out them holdups, and it's got to be done no matter what else happens. Now, this is the way I look at it, Sheriff. Oh, well, who is a masked man. What the... Another outlaw. Careful. Don't shoot. No one will be hurt unless you try to draw. What do you want? I'm here for information. Put down them guns. We ain't giving information to no mask hombre. I'm not an outlaw. Then what are you I wearing? I want to help you. Your logo. 
We ain't fools enough to listen to any story like that. Wait. Sheriff, you've been trying for months to find the outlaws who've been robbing the stages. This man here was sent out by Wells Fargo, and he's failed. The stage line manager here has failed. There's more gold being stolen now than there was at first. And for all we know, you're the fellow that stole it. I'll bet Jake's right. You're Ray Davis? Well, what if I am? I've heard about these holdups. The outlaws never touch a stage that doesn't carry gold. But they never miss a stage that does. Uh, what is that? One moment. How do those outlaws get their information? Do you think if we knew that, we wouldn't have done something about it? The fellas down at Danville that ships the gold have tried every way they know how to keep them shipments secret. But it just don't do no good. Sure. Do you know when gold is being shipped? Uh, Jake here is the only one of us that knows that. And even he wouldn't if he didn't have to make arrangements for it to be shipped on east from here. Then perhaps the outlaws get their information from Jake. That won't get you nowhere, stranger. The Wells Fargo folks thought of that right off. Yes? That's why they sent me out here to look into things. And you learned nothing? Not a blasted thing. Jake, you never knew it, but I trailed you for three weeks steady. There was two stages held up in that time. But if it was you who told them crooks what stages carried gold, you must have done it by magic. <laughs> Running the stage office, the paper here in town, and my horse ranch gives me plenty to do without stealing no gold. You'll never pin nothing on Jake, stranger. And somebody at Danville is responsible. Chuck's ain't a fellow here or there. We ain't watched close than a hawk. You're asking a heap of questions for a fellow that claims to be straight, mister. I'm as anxious as any man here to stop these holdups. That sounds likely, don't it? Coming from an hombre that's scared to show his face. You better clear out of here, stranger. There's the stage, Sheriff. Now, why in Tunkin is it stopping here instead of the station? Maybe there's been more trouble, Sheriff. By golly. Jake just told us there was gold coming today. Come on. Drop them guns, mister. We gotta go outside. Don't any of you move until I'm gone. And I'll see all of you again. I'd give a heat to have a look at that feller's face. Just the same. I ain't as sure as I was at first that he is an outlaw. He didn't talk like one. Come on, Gilder. He's gone, Sheriff. Let's see what's wrong with the stage. Yeah. Look, what's he in the guard? Sheriff, there he goes. Get after him. What's the matter, driver? Get out there and after I tell you. He's the one that done it. Done what? He shot Jed here, stole the gold, and rode off with his gang. That mask, brother? How could he have done all that and got here ahead of you, driver? He must have cut across country. You sure it was the same fella? Sure. With that mask and that white horse, I'd take my oath on it. Then that's enough. Andy, bring the horses around. We're going after that thieving crook and jailing. Come on, let's and his posse attempted to pursue the Lone Ranger, but the great horse Silver soon carried his master to safety. At his hidden camp, he waited for his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, who joined him finally with news of the latest holdup. Together, they determined to visit the scene of the robbery and learn what they could. But now let us flash ahead to the camp of the outlaws. Their leader, Matt Klein, is speaking. You got the gold counted yet, Squint? Every darn penny of it. Yeah? How much was it? Over 5,000, boss. And that's not counting the share I put aside. Careful of names, Squint. Sorry, I, I was forgetting. Ain't nobody around these parts to hear us, but it's just a good idea to get used to not saying that name. One of us might make a slip sometime. And if that happened, we wouldn't have nobody to tell us when the gold is going to be shipped. Yeah. Did you send more to town? Uh-huh. You ought to be along soon. Maybe that's him. Yeah, there he is. He's got the paper in his hand. Come here with that paper, Mort. Whoa, whoa, that. Whoa. Any news? Plenty, Matt. Yeah. 
Let me see that paper myself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. There ain't nothing about the hole up in it. Shucks. They wouldn't have had time to print nothing about that. Yeah, I guess that's so. Yeah, let me see now. Hmm. Hey, here we are. <laughs> well, now, here's some right interesting news. What's that, Matt? Why, it says that Jake Faust is selling off five of his horses out to his ranch a week from next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah? I'll just tear this out for keeping. <laughs> Maybe we'll want to go to that sale, huh, boys? Uh, yeah. No <laughs> I'll tear it out so as we won't forget. Yeah, maybe we'd better burn the rest of the paper, man. Yeah. More tickets and put it on the fire. There's a couple more papers around here that ain't been burned either. Find them and burn them all. All right, boy. That sale's a week from next Tuesday, huh? Yeah, nice. Somebody's finding it. Look, the risk it. Why, blast him. We'll take after him. Hey, fellas! Get your horses, hurry! Where'd he come from? Looks like the engine we see with the mask, hombre. All gone if it don't. Yeah, here we are. Steady there. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. In spite of every effort to keep secret the date when gold was to be shipped from Danville to Mill City, the outlaws held up the stage whenever a shipment was on board. Matt Klein, leader of the gang, had one of his men wear a mask and ride a white horse, hoping to place the blame on the Lone Ranger. Later, the outlaws were fired upon by Tonto, and they pursued the Indian without success. We see them now as they return to their camp. By golly, that engine was sure riding a fast horse. Yeah, too fast for us, anyhow. What I can't figure is what he was doing around here and why he fired at us. Maybe him and his mask part found out about us making a stage driver think it was a mask man here at the stage. Uh-huh. Well, I don't like it. Yeah, there's no harm done, I reckon. He might have heard something. Yeah, what was there for him to hear? We didn't mention no names, did we? Anyhow, we'd better make camp somewhere else. We don't want him bringing anybody back. Yeah. Besides, he's like... Hey, where's them papers? Huh? I don't see no sign of them papers you told Mort to burn. Well, I'll be... Hey, Mort. What you want, boss? You put those papers on the fire like I told you to? Well, I... I think I did. You think you did? What do you mean by that? Uh, I don't just recollect. I had him, and then that engine fired at us, and I don't recollect what I did then. You don't remember putting them on the fire? No, but I don't recollect not putting them on the fire, neither. Well, of all the... <laughs> you needn't get upset, Matt. Mort must have burned them. Yeah? They're gone, ain't they? Sure, but they could have been... They're gone, it's because it was burned up. The engine couldn't have gotten them. If he did, why, it wouldn't matter none. Well, maybe you're right, Squint. But I don't Shots, know, I... Matt, who'd figure anything out from a few newspapers? Yeah, that's so. 
Well, come on, fellas. Get your things together. We're going to get out of here and make camp where we won't be so easy found next time. Jake Faust, stage line manager, newspaper editor, and rancher, worked alone in the office of the Mill City Bugle, editing the news for the next edition. <laughs> More than 6,000 in gold was took from the Danville stage early today when a group of outlaws led by a masked man struck again in the latest series of daring robberies. <laughs> It is still a mystery from what source these outlaws... That you, Sheriff? Who's there? Don't move, Jake. Who who are you? It's too dark to see over by the door. We've met before, Jake. The masked man. Right. What what you doing here? What do you want? You see these papers? Yeah, what's that? You see where each paper has had a story torn from it? Yeah, yeah, but... I think I know why that was done. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. These are the papers for the last three weeks. I want copies of those same papers to compare to the... the no, I... There's a file by your desk. Quick. Don't aim that gun at me. Hurry. I'll get them. Just a second. Hand them here. I won't see what you want them for. You will, soon enough. But, but I, I... This is the same paper as the first one I have here. You'll find out what story was torn out. You... You must have gone crazy. Today is Friday. And it says here that you were selling six horses from your ranch today. I did. My foreman sold them. Now look at the next paper. You advertised ten horses for sale a week ago Saturday. And I sold them. I can prove it. There's one more paper. Three weeks ago, Jake, you advertised eight horses for sale. I can sell horses if I want to, can't I? I'm in the business, ain't I? Don't those dates mean anything else to you? What do you mean? I think you know what I mean as well as I do. This week's paper, the paper that was published today, says you're selling five horses a week from Tuesday. Oh, I am. No, you're not. But I tell Pick you... Pick up I... your pen. Huh? What? Did you hear me? Pick up your pen. I got it. Now, write this. Say that your sale will be held Monday instead of Tuesday. I won't. I don't have to. You won't? I did. Sure, sure, I will. I didn't mean nothing. Don't point that gun at me like that. Write what I told you. Yeah. Sale be held... Monday instead of Tuesday. Ah, there it is. Now get out of here and leave me be. You're not through yet, Jake. Take another piece of paper. Uh, I will. Good. I'll leave a note for your printer. Telling him you're called out of town suddenly. I can't do that. I need to print this correction you've just written. Uh, I guess I got that. You do. And when you finish that, you're coming with me. There, I... I wrote just what you said. So I see. Now get up. Whoa, whoa. What are you going to do? I'm taking you along. Let go my arm. Come on. Be for this. Perhaps. I'll fix you. The sheriff will get you. Open your mouth to yell and I'll shoot. You ain't. Get in that saddle. Steady, Silver. I'll be young for this. <laughs> I doubt it, Jake. I'll disappearance of Jake Faust from Mill City remained a mystery, despite the note he had left behind. 
The sheriff asked questions of everyone, but learned nothing. We see him now more than a week later with his deputy, Andy, and the Wells Fargo investigator, Ray Davis. It's the blamedest thing I ever heard tell of. Jake just writes that note and leaves town without a word to nobody. I don't know what to think. Maybe it's all right. I was talking to the printer. He says the note was in Jake's handwriting, sure enough. He told me the same, maybe. But that wasn't no way for Jake to leave. Stage lines liable to fire him for it. I can't help thinking that masked fellow we seen might have had something to do with it. What makes you see that? Well, Jake was mighty free accusing him of being the stage robber. Shucks, the driver said the same, but the masked fellow never done nothing to him. Yeah, but you're forgetting the driver didn't say it where that masked hombre could hear him. Andy, I figure you're plumb mistaken. Yeah? The masked fellow is the leader of them crooks, all right, but... What in blazes would he want Jake for? Well, and even I if the masked fellow did have some reason, he wouldn't. There's a masked fellow now. He's just outside. Oh, be come on. Let's get him. Hold on there. You're under arrest. Get on your horses. He's riding off again. He won't get away from us this time. He ain't got a head start ahead of four. He's heading down the trail for Danville. Then it's the last trail he'll be riding for a spell. Get up there. Get, get up there. Get up there. Sheriff and his two companions raced in pursuit of the masked man once more. But although the great white horse failed to outdistance them, they also failed again. We're keeping him in sight. Get up there, boy. Get up. Wonder why I don't leave the trail and come off across the country. I don't know, but he's going to wish he had. Get up there. Get up there. Get up Almost half the distance to Danville had been covered when the sheriff and his companions saw two horsemen ride out from the side of the trail and join the Lone Ranger. Who are them two fellas? One's an engine and... and that... By golly, the other's Jake. Jake? You can see where his hands are tied to a saddle horse. Then it was the masked fellow took him, just like I said. But we'll get him back. And when we do, the masked fellow will be sitting in jail for the rest of his life. Get up there. Come on, boy. Time, ahead of both the masked man and the sheriff, the outlaws, led by Matt Klein, had leveled their guns at the approaching Danville stagecoach. This time, the driver did not defy them, but immediately reined his six horses to a halt. Reach for the sky. We want to go. Where is it? <laughs> This is the time you blame Polecats got food. There ain't no gold. You're lying. Yeah, take a look for yourself. We know darn well there is. You most likely got it hid someplace. Yeah, I'm asking yours ain't scare me none. If you figure there's gold on this stage, try and find it. That's what we aim to do. Mark. Yeah? Look inside the coach. If the gold ain't there, we'll make this maverick tell us where it's at. I'll have a look, Squint. Look all your darn please. And while he's looking, suppose you look at these here shooting irons. If you don't want to get drilled by him, you'll talk when we tell you to. Yeah? You'll either talk now or you will never be able to talk again. Come on, Silver! Hey, there's a masked man in the engine again. Shoot him down. I'll get him. Oh, my hand. Oh, Silver, too much. Oh, last year you will shoot my gun out of my hand. Oh, you smashed my hand. Stay where you are. By golly, that was some shooting, stranger. Let us go. There comes the sheriff. Here's your prisoner, Sheriff. These are the men that have been holding up the stages. You don't have to tell us, stranger. We seen you get them. And they were caught holding up an empty stage. Empty? You could break up the stage and you still wouldn't find gold in it. What? But the paper said... Keep the... still, Matt. Just a second. How come you know these fellas, Jake? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, the information in the paper was wrong. Jake, you double-crossed us. Keep your mouth shut, Flash. You must have sold us out. We'll talk plenty. Hold on, all 
of you. Now, stranger, what's this all about? What's Jake got to do with the holdups? Jake was manager of the stage plant at Mill City. He knew when gold was being shipped. Yeah, we savvy that all right. But Jake also edited the paper and owned a horse ranch. Every time he got word of a gold shipment, he advertised a sale of horses for the same day. The number of horses offered for sale told how many thousands of dollars would be sent. And that's why I couldn't catch Jake passing all the information. Right. Sheriff, if you'll check back, you'll find a stage robbery every time Jake had a sale. Right, all right, and think a couple of times. And that he knows. What's that, Sheriff? Jake bought that there ranch just before the holdup started. He done it a purpose. Sheriff, let me explain. Jake, you needn't bother. All the explaining that's needed, the masked fella done already. Strange, there's one thing I'd like to know about. Yes? How'd you get all of that trick of Jake? Tonto, my Indian friend, followed the outlaws' trail to their camp. We heard enough to know the newspaper had something to do with their scheme. Then while Tonto drew them away from their camp, I took the papers they had. And everyone had the notice of a sale torn up. Shucks, if you trailed them outlaws, you ought to let us know. But you believed I was an outlaw. And this man here in the mask was the reason. Yeah, we figured you'd be an outlaw, all right, stranger. But I reckon you proved that two fellas, both wearing masks and riding white horses, can still be as different as they make them. Hey, wait! Hey, let him go, Ray! He done what he set out to do. And if he don't want to wait to be thanked, why, well, I reckon that's his business. All right, you coyotes. You're going to jail and you're going to auto. Come on, silver old fellow. We're heading for Max Crossing. Colonel Silver, just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. settled in the western United States, outlaws and hostile Indians made it impossible for them to maintain law and order. Cattle were stolen, banks were looted, and no one's life or property was safe. It was then that the masked rider of the plains first rode in the cause of justice. No man did more in the fight against crime and criminals, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Let us return now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Night's Crossing! There's going to be trouble! The Texas sun blazed down on the range country not far from the small town of Meg's Crossing. A trail wound across the prairie, a trail overlooked on one side by a cluster of rocks. And behind these rocks, a young man crouched. His face was lean and hard. His eyes were intent on the sights of his rifle, pointed toward the trail. A rider approached. The young man's finger slowly tightened on the trigger. There. That'll hold him. 
Here, boy. Come on, fella. We gotta hightail it out of here. Send it there, boy. You're right over there to make sure, fella. But I don't reckon there's much need. I was aiming dead center. Get up there. Come on, get up, get up. Attracted by the shot. One was Al Cook, the United States Marshal for the district. The second was the Lone Ranger, who was camped in the territory with his faithful Indian companion Tonto. The masked man, urging his great horse over forward, saw the Marshal standing beside a figure on the trail. Come along, Silver! Hurry, old fellow! Hi there! What's happened? There's plenty happened. Oh, oh, Silver! Oh, fellow! Oh, boy! Is he dead, Marshal? He sure is. Just one shot, but he got him plumb through the heart. Wait. Isn't that Eric Wagner? It's Eric right enough. And I'd sure like to get my hands on the dirty sneaking coyote that shot him. He was killed with a <coughs> rifle bullet. Yeah. I thought it sounded like a rifle. Then when I got here, I seen it was. The man who shot him has had plenty of time to get away. He's most likely in town by now. What's that over there? Huh? You can see where somebody rode a horse this way. The grass is just beginning to spring up again with a horse past. By golly, I want to look at that. Those tracks must have been made by the killer. Come here. Did you find something? Look here at this bare patch of ground. You can see the hoof prints like somebody drawed a picture. Let's see. Here, Marshal. Do you see where a part of the shoe had been broken from the hoof? Yeah. You could recognize that print again anywhere. Oh, it ain't proof, though, blasted. No. Could have been possible for these prints to have been made before the killing. And I doubt it. Doubting won't help none. You're well acquainted here, aren't you? I ought to be. I was raised in these parts. Did Eric have any enemies? That's what's got me buffaloed. I weren't a better-like fellow than Eric anywhere. Huh. He owned the biggest spread around here. But he was always willing to help out anybody that needed help. And he was a doggone good neighbor. He didn't have a family, did he? The only kin Eric had was a niece up Arizona way. A niece? His brother's girl. Helen, I think her name was. Eric paid her a visit about a year ago. She's an orphan now. Seems strange he didn't bring her to live with him. He tried to hard enough, but she wanted to stay and make a go of her pa's ranch. But from what I hear, she ain't had much luck. I see. She'd get Eric's spread, though. Eric always said he was leaving it to her. There's uh, one thing, Marshal. Yeah? I've been wondering why you didn't mention my mask. <laughs> I heard you call that horse of yours silver. Other horses might be called the same. Mm-hmm. But not horses like that one. I reckon I ain't fool enough to mistake you for an outlaw. Thanks. Well, I don't see much use staying here any longer. I better be getting back to town reporting this killing. Wait. But I... Don't report it, Marshal. But I've got to. You and I and the killer are the only ones that know of Eric's death. If we keep it a secret... We'll have a better chance to learn who did this. But i got to let his niece know anyhow. She's a long way from here. Yeah, and she's blamed high up. She'll be feeling mighty bad about this. But at least she'll know she ain't in danger of starving no longer. Then I'll make a bargain with you. Yeah? If you'll keep this a secret here until I get back, I'll ride to Arizona. To see Eric's niece? Yes. But what did you want to make a trip like that for? You say Eric had no enemies here. His niece inherits his fortune. Probably she had nothing to do with his death. But I'd like to judge for myself. Oh, shucks. She wouldn't have had nothing to do with a thing like this. Is it a bargain? Well, if there's anybody but you that asked me, yes. I... Yes. I'll do it. Good. Here, Silver. Say, where are you going? To Arizona. Right yep. now? Uh, right now. I'm depending upon you to keep your word with me. Hang on, Well, I'll be blasted. Helen Wagner.
barely making expenses. A disastrous winter had reduced the herd to almost nothing. And only young Tom Forbes, out of what had once been a large crew, remained loyal to his worried employer. We see Helen and Tom as they return to the ranch house after a ride across the range. I'm afraid I can't hold on much longer, Tom. You ain't figuring on selling out, are you, Helen? I've been thinking of it. We'll scarcely clear enough this year for taxes. All we need is to stock the range again. And that takes money. I got some cash saved. Please, Tom. Shucks, I know you told me not to mention it again. That cash is only sitting in the bank. There ain't nothing I'd rather do than give you the lend of it. I couldn't take money from you, Tom. There's one way you could. Yes. If I was married to you, I... Tom, I think a lot of you, but... But you're still thinking of that no-good Greg Spencer. That's so, ain't it? We... We won't talk about that. Here's the house. I think I'll go right in. You'll unsaddle the horses, won't you? Sure. Oh, oh, oh there. Oh, oh. It's time to start dinner. Howdy, Helen. Greg. Ain't you glad to see me? But, but we quarreled. Oh, shucks. I got to thinking it over and I seen where I was wrong. I reckon I was just jealous of Tom there. Now, hold on. You aren't jealous of me. The only reason you picked that fight with Helen was to get out of marrying her after she lost most of her cattle. Why, you... Oh, Greg, stop it. He can't talk to me like that. You old plain well I ain't told you nothing but the truth. Tom! You never were fair to Greg. And you ain't never been nothing but blind where he was concerned. Honey, how are things on the ranch now? Pretty bad. Then I'm asking you to forget that fight we had and marry me. I reckon that'll prove I ain't after cash. <laughs> There's something mighty funny about you getting so almighty big-hearted this sudden. I ain't talking to you. Honey, what do you say? Well, I don't know what to say. You, you've been gone so long. I've been prospecting. I was hoping I'd strike it rich so as I could give you all the things I'd like to. Oh, great. Prospecting. <laughs> that takes hard work. And if you ever done something like that, it'd be the first time. That's what I've been doing. Anybody see you at it? I ain't seen anybody for months. I was way back in the hills. Yeah. Tom, you shouldn't... Don't pay no mind to him, Helen. What do you say? If, if you really mean it this time... By I... golly, I, I won't stand for it. Tom! You keep your nose out of it. I won't. I ain't gonna stand here and see Helen took in by a rat like you. If I can't stop in no other way, I'll I'll gun with you. You what? You heard me, and I meant it. Stop it. In fact, I don't need no gun for your That's kind. just about enough. And take this. <laughs> you, you're not break down. And when he gets up, I'll knock him down again. You broke. I ain't no sneak like him. Oh, Greg, honey, are you hurt? Not too much to fix him. Greg, don't you? I'll... A rope. A masked man. Hold it, the, the engine rope, Greg. Let me go. Let me loose. You're not getting loose until we leave. Come on, Tom. You want me? We're riding. But what? Are you coming willingly, or do we have to rope you too? You got the drop on me. Get mounted. What are you doing? Who are you? You might learn that later. Hurry, Tom. <laughs> If you didn't have the drop on you, you meddling crook. Come here, Luke. I don't want to let you go when we start. Here, Silver. Please, don't hurt Tom. He'll be back. But get, please. Get started. Get up there. Get up. Come on, Silver. Guarded by the Lone Ranger and Tonto, young Tom Forbes was taken to the small camp near Helen Wagner's ranch. There, at a signal from the masked man, they reined in their horses. Sit down, Tom. What's the idea then? You and I are going to talk. But why did you I haven't been here long. The Tonto and I have asked questions. From what we've learned, you can be trusted. That sounds good coming from a masked comrade. I'm not an outlaw. Then why can't you show your face? That's something I won't explain. But I think I can prove I'm your friend. Yeah? You think a lot of Helen Wagner, don't you? Enough to give my life for her if it'd do any good. I've heard as much. What do you know about Greg Spencer? Him? Uh, he's the biggest crook ever came out of these parts. You can prove that? No, but I'd bet on it. Say, what are you so interested in him for? 
Tonto and I arrived here for Meg's Crossing in Texas yesterday. Uh, what are you aiming to do? Helen had an uncle there. Uh-huh. Old Eric Wagner. He was here last summer. You met him? No, I was away driving a trail her to Marco when he was here. I remember the letter he wrote saying he was coming. Eric was murdered. Huh? And near his body, we found the prints of a horse with a broken shoe. Well, I'll be... And that print was identical with a print made by Greg Spencer's horse. How'd you know that? I was waiting to speak to Helen when Greg rode up. I stayed out of sight, but I saw the trail he made. But, well, he said he'd been prospecting in the hills. You didn't believe that story yourself. It would serve as a good excuse for his absence all this time. It would take quite a while to ride to Meg's Crossing from here and back. Then that explains it. Yes? If Greg shot Eric, he'd know darn well she'd come into what Eric owned. And that's true. Greg made up a fight with Helen when she lost most of her own critters. And then most likely he got the idea of shooting Eric so Helen would get his ranch. That sounds probable. The dirty skunk. Pretending to want to marry her when she's broke, and knowing all the time she's the owner of one of the biggest spreads in Texas. Will you help me trap him? Help you? We go back there right now and pick it up. No. Well, why the not? Prince and his absence aren't evidence. We turned him over to the law now. He'd be tried and freed. And a man can't be tried a second time for the same killing. But we've got to do something. And we will. If you ain't got no more evidence than that. I right? haven't, Tom. But something you said suggested a plan. Yeah? Listen to me. There are some things I want to know. And if you can give me the answers I hope for, I think Greg will go to jail for Eric's murder. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises, delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Eric Wagner, a wealthy Texas rancher, was shot from ambush, and his body was discovered by the United States Marshal and the Lone Ranger. The Marshal promised to keep Eric's death a secret, and the masked man rode to Arizona to inform Helen Wagner of her uncle's death. On his arrival, he found that the hoof prints of Greg Spencer's horse corresponded to prints found near the scene of the murder. The ranger took Tom Forbes to his camp in order to question him. And now, as our second act opens, we see Tom back at the ranch house once more, talking to Helen. And the next man didn't try to rob you, Tom? He ain't no outlaw, Helen. But what did he want? That's something he made me promise not to tell right now. But I reckon you'll know all about it in time. No, I'm curious. Well, uh, 
I give my word. Tom, there's something... Yeah? The last couple of days, there's been things missing. I don't know who could have taken them. You mean somebody stealing things? I had some rings in my room. They're gone. And some gold spurs that were given to Paul one. Oh, God. Who could have taken them things? I can't think. Say, I'll bet it was that sneaking... Don't. I know what you're going to say, and I won't listen to you. Well, maybe you'll learn better someday. Uh, I forgave you for the fight you had with Greg the other day, but you can't say things about him to me. I don't think you know... Oh, there's Greg now. Don't he ever stay away from here. Don't you fight with him again. Fight with him. I'll do more than that before I'm through. They're outside talking. I'd better see what's in that desk while I still got the chance. Here it is. Hope it ain't locked. It ain't by God. Now, let me see. I gotta find it. No, that ain't it. Oh, where in tarnation? My gosh, this is it. I'll just... Honey, I just had to see you. Tom, what on earth are you doing? He just now took something out of that desk. I seen him slip it into his pocket. Tom, is that true? Well, uh, look at him. He can't even say anything. What did you take? Uh, Helen, I didn't take anything you'd want. What is it? I can't tell you. You blasted thief. You're the fellow that took them things Helen was telling me about. That ain't so. Then what are you doing taking things from that desk like that? We caught you and you can't lie out of it. Oh, Tom, I, I never would have believed you were a thief. I always said he weren't no good. Maybe I can explain later, but I can't tell you nothing now. I, I just can't. You could explain if you were innocent. You've got to trust me. We ain't trusting nobody. Give back what you took. I'll buy a turn, sir. Do as Greg says, and, and perhaps we can forget about the other things that have been stolen. Oh, I, I couldn't bear to let folks know you were dishonest. Folks can think what they want. I ain't putting nothing back. You just think you ain't. I'll be going now. Feeling the way you do, Helena. Reckon you won't want me around here anymore. Hold on. Yeah? Come back here. I'm going. No, you ain't. Draw on me, will you? You miss. Greg, let him go. Don't go after him. I'll get that sneak thief. Please, let him go. No, I'll drill him. Blast it, Helen. You shoved my arm. I did it on purpose. I don't care what Tom's done, but I don't want him shot. Yeah? Well, I'm getting the sheriff. And when the law catches up with him, he'll be sitting in jail where he belongs. Greg Spencer mounted and rode to town for the sheriff, in spite of Helen's pleas. Then he accompanied the sheriff and his deputies on the search for Tom, but the young man seemed to have disappeared completely. When the sheriff and Greg were finally convinced that the manhunt was a failure, they returned to the ranch house. I sure never figured Tom Forbes to be a thief. Well, he is. We seen him taking something from the desk ourselves. Did you find out what it was? No, but... Well, maybe Miss Helen has gone through the desk and found out what's missing by this time. And if you ever find that polecat, you throw him in jail. I reckon I know my duty without being told. Here we are. Oh, 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 there. Oh, oh, oh. No. But he ain't going to be able to hide out forever. I'm glad you didn't. I thought it was you he stole from, Miss Helen. Yes, You ain't feeling sorry for that hombre, are you? You know I'm not. He's always been a good friend to me, until now. Then forget about him. What was missing? I don't know. Huh? I went through the desk carefully, and I had some money there, but that isn't gone. That's most likely what he was after, but we come too soon. But you told me he took something. He did. He must have. Of course, there's a lot of papers that keep in the desk, too. Some of those could be gone, but I can't think of anything of value. Well, anyhow... You must have taken that other stuff. Oh, I don't know what to think. Well, I'll be getting back to town. I'll keep an eye out for Tom, and if I find him, I'll hold him in jail till you bring charges against him. Steady there. 
You ought to find him before he skips out of this part of the country, Sheriff. Uh-huh. Maybe. Well, good day to you, Miss Helen. Goodbye, Sheriff. Get up there. Come on. Get up there, boy. Get up there. You hadn't told us, Sheriff, about this place. I reckon it's about time you and me got hitched, Helen. You're too darn soft-hearted. What you need is a man to look after things for you. You, you still want to marry me? Of course I do. Well, perhaps... And the sooner the better. Not too soon, Greg. We, we ought to have more time to think it over. I don't need to think it over. I care a heap for you, and I reckon you know it. Do you really? You're blame right. How about getting hitched right now? But... I can get the parson, and he can do the job tomorrow. Not tomorrow. And why not? Uh, I couldn't get married that soon. Well, I want a day set for sure. Give me two weeks. Then you'll marry me? Yes. Then two weeks it is. And then, honey, we'll have the biggest wedding that was ever seen around these parts. Preparations for the wedding were being made. Everyone for miles around was invited to the ceremony, and nothing was spared to make the occasion festive. Meanwhile, in the Lone Ranger's camp, young Tom Forbes was close to despair. Honest friend, every time I think of Helen getting hitched to that skunk, I see red. You'll have to be patient, Tom. Patient? What I'd like to do is go gunning for Gray and shoot it out with one of its drops. That would solve nothing. Uh, maybe not, but it'd make me feel a heap better. Do you think Helen loves Greg? No, I don't. She might have once, but I figure she got over it without knowing it herself. Only she said during straight she'd feel guilty about changing her mind. Yes, I can understand that. But the wedding's set for tomorrow. A lot can happen between now and then. But why can't we go through with our scheme now? We've got to wait for Tata to return. I sure wish he'd get here. Long journey to Meg's Crossing and back. But he ought to have been here by now. I expect him today. Sally, if anything goes wrong tomorrow... It won't, Tom. There's one thing you can depend upon... That a man, coward enough to shoot without giving warning, will still be a coward when it comes to the test. Yeah, I reckon. But I'm hoping the wedding will go through anyhow. Huh? Perhaps you'll understand what I mean later. You want Helen to marry that skunk? Well, look here. Our waiting is almost ended, Tom. There's Tom. And he's brought the man we want. Now, Tom, we have only to wait until tomorrow and see what happens. day, guests for the wedding arrived at the Wagner Ranch. Some came in the saddle, others by buckboard or wagon. Great stores of food had been cooked, and inside the ranch house, there was singing and gaiety. Helen, of all the crowd, seemed unable to smile. Her lips were set, and her eyes betrayed the evidence of recent tears. She tried to face the crowd and hide her true feelings. Well, honey, what's ailing you anyhow? It's nothing. <laughs> well, I always heard that girls take to crying before they got hitched. And I guess you ain't no different from the rest that way. Howdy, Miss Helen. You don't mind if I introduce a friend of mine, do you? Of course not. Step up here, Al. Miss Helen, this is Al Cook. He's a lawman, too. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Miss Wagner. How do you do? You're a lawman? Sure he is. He's a U.S. Marshal down Texas way. Uh, this is Greg Spencer, Al. Uh-huh. I think I've seen him somewhere before. You couldn't have. I've never been to Texas. Yeah? What's going on over there? What? 
Why, that they missed me. And Tom's with him. Arrest him, Sheriff. What do you want with me? What's Tom doing here? We came to ask you to put off the wedding for a short while. What are you buttoning in, Tom? Don't you think Helen should wait for her uncle to get here for the marriage? But, well, but I, I don't... I wrote him, but he didn't answer. He did write you a letter. You're wearing the mask. You're an outlaw. Ask the marshal. You know this fellow, Al? I do. And you can take my word for it that he ain't a crook, Sheriff. And what's he lying for? Lying? Helen's uncle never wrote her. Suppose you look at this. Well, give it here. What's the matter? What? Why, that's... Quiet, Helen. But I... I... Don't you say nothing. You leave the mask to handle it. Well? Helen's uncle couldn't have written this. He says he's on his way here, doesn't he? But he's dead. Oh. Sheriff, arrest the mask fella, too. He must have wrote this letter himself. Helen, is this your uncle's handwriting? Well, of course, Didn't but... I tell you to hush up? I think that proves it isn't a forgery. But it's got to be. Helen's uncle was shot and killed. Greg, you never told me that. Well, I... I just heard it the other day. That's right, Miss Wagner. I'm sorry you had to learn it this way, but it's so. And I'm arresting Greg here for the being killer. No, no. How do you know where Wagner's been killed? Well, a fellow from Texas, well, he rode through here and, and told me. That's a lie. Only two people besides the murderer knew of his death, the masked man and myself. But, but I and tell when you... when you said he was dead, that proved you must have been the killer. Greg, a murderer? Helen, can't you see what he did? He left you when you lost your cattle. And he'd kill off your uncle and come back here to marry you, knowing you'd get your uncle's ranch. That ain't so, I tell you. What's more, you said you'd never been in Texas. But I've seen you there. I, I was prospecting when Helen's uncle was killed. That was your alibi. I've looked at the prints left by your horse. And they're just the same as some fellow left where Eric was shot. You won't never get me. What's that? The first man laid hand on me gets drilled. Oh, my head. The last man shot him. I only hit his gun. This is your territory, Sheriff. Arrest Greg. That's what I'm doing. And I'll take him back to Texas with me. Blast you when I get out. I'll... You won't. We hang folks for murder. Come on, Greg. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, this letter was what you took from my day. Sure it was, Helen. That's the letter your uncle wrote last year when he was coming here. But I, I couldn't have let you know what I took or it would have, would have spoiled it all. It was a masked man scheme. He knew the sight of that letter and tricked Greg into admitting he knew of Eric's death. I'll bet we'll find it was Greg yourself that stole them things from Helen. Oh, Tom. Uh, uh, look here, Helen. Yeah. Well, you've got everything here set for a wedding. What's the use of wasting it? What do you mean? I got a ring here I'd sure like to put on your finger. And I didn't steal it either. You're blame right we should. The masked fellow planned it and anything he wants, he's going to have. Yeah. I'll tell you
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. United States was first open to settlers, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order. Indian and white man alike turned to him for help, and high silver came to be the battle cry of justice. Now return with us once more to those thrilling days when the West was young, and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for those clouds camp in the hills! Someone's waiting for us there! Chief Thundercloud had summoned the most influential members of his tribe to confer with him. The threat of war was in the air, and as the braves debated, Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, sat at Thundercloud's right hand. The masked man waited outside the chief's lodge while the meeting was in progress, and two other white men waited with him. One was Bart Daly, bearded and powerful, and the other his partner, Shorty Crane, a small man with shifty eyes. As our story opens... Bart is trying to mount a splendid brown and white horse tethered near the lodge. Blast the clitter. He almost got me that time. Better give up, Bart. You can't ride. I'll him. fix him. Give me your quirt. What do you aim to do? I'm going to whip the temper right out of him. Here you are. Now then, take that. Where's he? you watch. Here's another pass. Hey, leave me be. Take that horse again, and I'll take that quirt and use it on you. What are you buttoning? Stranger. That's my business. Oh, Look at that draw. I, I know these guns if you don't do what I say. Uh, I was only having some fun. 
Whose horse is this? He belongs to old Thundercloud. Red Crow was telling us that nobody but the chief could ride him, so we thought as how we'd find out for ourselves. I'll ride the critter yet. Not unless Chief Thundercloud tells you you can. Come on, bud. Forget about the horse for now. Let's see how things are coming along in the lodge. Stranger, I'll lay you ten to one your redskin paw don't argue the mentions out of going on the warpath. Yes? Red Crow aims to make war. And old Thundercloud don't dare go against him. I'd like to know just why you two are so anxious for Thundercloud to declare war on Grey Wolf. <laughs> I'll just bet you would. I have an idea. Red Crow would like to be chief in place of Thundercloud. He's the best man, ain't he? Red Crow is younger and stronger, but he hasn't the wisdom to be a leader. Yeah? He wants to take the Braves on the warpath to gain more influence with the tribe. If he leads them successfully, he may be chosen chief instead of Thundercloud. It's a good scheme if it works. And it was you two who gave Red Crow an excuse for going on the warpath. We just told what we seen. It was right close by when Grey Wolf's Braves killed Standard Bear. Then why didn't you help him? And lose our scalps? Not by our blame, sir. Yeah, we ain't taking no chances like that. No, I didn't think you would. Yeah, just what do you mean by if that? If you were hit, that's... What's that? What sounds like the engines are having it hot and heavy. Listen. <laughs> that was Red Crow. He's a real convincing talker. He'll argue the minute going on the war path. And if he does, hundreds of braves from both Thunderclouds and Grey Wolf's tribes will die. That ain't none of our lookouts. Jack, who cares about a pack of engines? What we... Who's that? Tonto speaking. Oh, <laughs> Stranger, they don't sound so enthusiastic for whatever your pod was saying. Now, that was Thundercloud's friend. He doesn't want the tribe to go on the warpath. Then he's due for a disappointment. That's old Thundercloud now. The meeting's over, and they're coming out. Shut up. What, my friend, want? What happened? Will they go on the warpath? Chief Thundercloud first send message to Grey Wolf. A message? Ah. Thundercloud say, if Grey Wolf give up bad brave, let kill him stand and bear, there be peace. Him not give up bad brave, there be war. Grey Wolf won't give up them braves for Thundercloud to punish? This means war for sure. Me not know. Red Crow's responsible for this. Thundercloud doesn't want war. Not right. Tonto, do many of the tribe agree with Red Crow? There are plenty. Who is Thundercloud sending with the message? Him not say. Here comes Thundercloud and Red Crow now. Chief Thundercloud. Oh. I've heard what you decided. Isn't there some other way to settle this? Me not want trouble. Other Indians want them. Maybe Grey Wolf's and Braves kill Standing Bear. Then we have peace. Grey Wolf has a lot of pride, Thundercloud. I'm afraid he'll never do it. And Red Crow... Go on warpath. Kill him, Grey Wolf. Has the message been sent yet? Thundercloud want him Tonto go. Ah, uh, Tonto do that. Tell him, Grey Wolf, when sun go down two weeks from now, tribe go on warpath. Ah, uh, me, tell him. Thundercloud, you mean that if Tonto doesn't return with standing bears killers by sundown two weeks from today, Red Crow will be sent on the warpath? Ah, uh, that's right. But Grey Wolf's village is far off. Tonto should be given more time. Red Crow, plenty angry. Him not wait him longer. Yes, sir, what you'll do? I'm going with you. Perhaps together we can persuade Grey Wolf to give in. Not right. Get away from her. Thundercloud, plenty glad you go. We'll do the best we can, Chief Thundercloud. That doggone horse of yours come near to fighting me, Thundercloud. You stay away. That's a fine horse you have, Thundercloud. Him plenty good horse. I say no one but you can ride him. Tonto ride him. Him like Tonto. Yes? Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll have to get started, Tonto. Uh, not right. 
Thundercloud, we have your promise to wait the full two weeks before you do anything. Two weeks. When sun go down, braves go on warpath. Come, Tonto. Get him up, white Barton Shorty knew that Red Crow's ambition would never be satisfied until he became chief. And they used this knowledge to further their own ends. We see Red Crow, Barton Shorty, as they ride slowly toward Thundercloud's village after a hunting trip among the surrounding hills. Red Crow, if I was you, I'd make turn sure that Thundercloud don't get the chance to crawl out of going to war. Mm, he'll do it if he can. And you won't never be chief if you don't lead the Braves on the warpath. You've got to prove you're a real warrior. Red Crow, plenty brave warrior. Me take him plenty scalp. You will if you go after Gray Wolf. But you won't if the masked fella comes back here with the engines that done the killing. Gray Wolf, not send him brave. Ah, you can't be sure. If the masked fella's a friend of Gray Wolf's, he might be able to argue him into it. Huh? And there's something else to consider. What if Gray Wolf should decide to be easy to send a couple of braves here for punishment than to go to war himself? Me not think that. Well, we thought of it. We're friends of yours, Red Crow. That's why we want to help you out. Well, there's plenty of engines in your tribe that'd like to see you chief instead of Thundercloud. What you want them, Red Crow, do? Well, we got a scheme we was talking over last night. It'll work. Only we need your help. Huh? It's like this. If the masked fella ain't here by sundown on the day set, Thundercloud will have to let you go on the warpath. He gave you his promise. Him not break him promise. But what you want to do is to make sure the masked fella don't get back. You got him planned? How many engines are there would do what you say? There plenty. <laughs> then you should fix it so the masked fella meets up with an accident on his way back. <laughs> A real serious accident. Mm. You can have one of your engine parts keep watch from the top of Lookout Hill. You can see for miles from there. And then when you get word the masked fella's been sighted... Send some of your friends to stop him. That heap good plan. And you'll know blame well the tribe will go on the warpath. And after you've made yourself a reputation, you can come back and kick old Thundercloud out. You'll have everybody eaten out of your hands. Eat Grey Wolf and the whole tribe will be for you. Red Crow, too. That's the way to talk. If everything works out the way we figure, that's just one favor I aim to ask you, Red Crow. What that? Give me that paint horse that belongs to Thundercloud. Outside of that white horse, the masked fellow rides... That paint's the swellest piece of horse flesh I ever see. Him not let him, you ride him. Red Crow, you give me that horse, and I'll ride the critter if I have to break every bone in his carcass to do it. day they urged their great horses forward, but the distance was farther than they'd expected. More than a week had passed before they reached the end of the trail. Only four days remained for them to get back when they finally stood before Gray Wolf and delivered their message. And so, Gray Wolf, there will be war unless you send Thundercloud the brave to kill Standing Bear. Me not kill. Two white men said they saw your braves do the shooting. Them bad white men. Yes, they looked like outlaws. But Red Crow and Thundercloud believed their story. Them shoot em Standing Bear. What? That? Me tell truth. You mean Bart and the Shorty did it? That's right. I wonder. Then that must be why they encouraged Red Crow to go on the warpath. They must have been afraid you knew the truth. 
But if war broke out, the truth would be covered up. Ah. If only there was some way to prove what you told us. Me prove them? You can? Come. Where are you going? Go to Tipe. That one over there? Ah. Me show you. Come along, Tyler. Me come. Your proof is in that Tipe, Grey Wolf? That right. But what is it? You know him standing there? Tonto's seen him, but I haven't. I only know that he was one of the best warriors in Thundercloud's tribe. Tonto no standing there. Him good friend, Tonto. Here, Tipe. You look inside. Oh, that standing there. How, Tonto? How? Tonto plenty glad see you. Me glad see him you. Then Barton Shorty lied. You weren't killed standing there. Bad white man shoot him. But me not die. Me find standing bear wounded bad. Bring him standing bear to village. Make him well. But why did Barton Shorty try to kill you standing bear? Them make him big mistake. Then come here. Steal him gold. Run fast. Then bad white men see standing bear. Think him him from my tribe. Shoot him. And now standing bear can prove that no one from your tribe was guilty, Grey Wolf. Yeah. Are you well enough to ride now, standing bear? He ride. We've got to get back to Thundercloud's village before Red Crow can take the Braves on the war path. That long way off. They're not time. Almost ten days are gone. Only a little more than four remain. That too little. We might make it if we cut across the mountains on the way back. You no do that. Even Indians not ride that way. I know it's dangerous. They're bad river. Deep canyon. Plenty loose stones. But we have no choice. Maybe you'll get killed. We'll have to try it. Come. We follow the regular trail. We'll be too late. Standing bear. Are you willing to go that way? Ah, uh, me too. Where's your horse? There, horse. Here's your horse. You do plenty brave things. We don't want warfare just to satisfy Red Crow's ambition. Steady, old fellow. Me, tell him, Thundercloud, you good friend, Grey Wolf. Me want your tribe. My tribe friend always. Uh. Let's go. curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. White outlaws accused Gray Wolf of being responsible for the death of Standing Bear. Red Crow, ambitious to become chief, wanted to go on the warpath immediately. But Thundercloud insisted that Gray Wolf be given two weeks in which to surrender the braves responsible for the killing. The Lone Ranger, however, carrying this message to Gray Wolf, discovered that the outlaws themselves had shot Standing Bear. But he was not dead. He had been rescued by Gray Wolf. And now the start of a dangerous race against time, as we see the masked man, Tonto and Standing Bear, heading away from Gray Wolf's village. Four days to get back, Tonto, and one of the most dangerous trails in the West to follow. It's plenty bad. At least a dozen men have been killed attempting it. Uh, but it's our only chance. Come on! That day, the three men rode and far into the night, pausing only to refresh their weary horses. At the first sight of dawn, they were in the saddle again. 
soon they met their first obstacle, the White Rapids River, swollen with melting snow and tumbling down from the mountains at express train speed. We've got to cross the river, Tyler. Can your horse make it standing back? Him try. Then come on. All right, old fellow. It's up to you now. Three horses plunged into the swirling waters while the current fought to drag them under. Silver, his powerful legs working like pistons, took the lead, responding valiantly to the masked man's shouts of encouragement. Come on, Silver. You can make it, old fellow. The bank isn't far now. Almost exhausted, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Standing Bear reached the farther bank at last. On the bank of the river, they rested until their trembling horses had regained their strength. Then, at the command of the masked man, they resumed their race against time. Now for the mountain saddle. The farther they penetrated into the mountains, the more rugged and dangerous became the trail. They skirted precipices where a misstep would have plunged them to certain death. Again, they found their way blocked for landslides that piled great mounds of shale and loose boulders. Careful, Silver. It's a thousand foot drop below us. Good boy. Come on, Tonto. Standing there, creep, just a hurry. Once, when Standing Bear's horse lost his footing, his master's life was saved only by the quick action of Whitefellow, whose powerful shoulders pushed the wiry little Indian pony back to safety. Get him up! Another time, a threatening rumble sounded far above them. A landslide tore a jagged furrow down the face of the mountain. As though sensing the danger, the three horses buttoned forward, necks outstretched, hoofs striking a frantic tattoo against the uncertain footing. For a moment, as long as eternity, it seemed they must be buried under tons of hurtling rocks and earth. But with a final burst of speed, the animals carried their riders to safety, while behind them the trail was torn from granite foundations and ground to dust. Come on, Silver! The third day found them face to face with their greatest hazard. A canyon split the trail in two. A canyon so deep that the sun penetrated its depth for less than an hour each day. A canyon whose sides were so steep that the masked man and his companions were forced to dismount and lead their horses down the perilous descent. Easy does it, Silver. Not too fast, old boy. At times, the path fell away so abruptly they were unable to keep their balance and went slipping and sliding downward. The men grasping at the stunted vegetation to check their speed. The horses digging their hoofs into the crumbling earth. When finally they reached the bottom, then began the task of scaling the farther side. They forced their way up, slowly, foot by foot, their bodies scarred and bruised, their breath coming in tortured gasps. Give me a hand, Tonto. This is a bad place here. Plenty bad. How is one fellow making it? Him. Him will come. There you are. We'll keep on. I think the worst of it's over. At the top, after hours of climbing, when every step seemed the last they could possibly achieve, they threw themselves panting on the cool grass. 
Their horses stood beside them with bent heads, completely exhausted. Exhausted though he was, the Lone Ranger drew himself wearily to his feet. We've got to go on, Tonto. We've less than one day left. Tonto, ready. How do you feel standing there? Me plenty tired. But me, ride. Good. From here on, it's steady riding. But if we're late, men will pay for it with their lives. In Thundercloud's village, preparations for war went on, while the deadline drew closer. On the afternoon of the last day, certain that the masked man could not arrive in time, the tribal drums began beating out their primitive challenge, while the warriors circled and stamped the earth in the frenzy of the war dance. But in the midst of this, a rider spurred his horse into the village and dismounted. Red Crow! Red Crow man with masked him come. Huh? You see him? He's still far off. We see from hill. That bad. He must hunt for other Indians. Do no other Indians. Them too far off. See good. Do no tell him thundercloud this. Me not tell him. You'll get him on the brave. Stop a man with masks. You hear? Uh, me too. Now go. <laughs> a corner. Hunter. Hunter. man and his companions did not know that still another obstacle, the most dangerous of all, lay ahead. But as they raced toward the narrow pass through which their trail led, a tense band of Indian braves, followers of Red Crow, waited for them with leveled weapons. Come on, Get Silver! Off, quiet, Here's the best of them! They haven't far to go now! And then, come on, Polly! Them friends, Red Crow! Back in the village, Thundercloud had not noticed the secret departure of those braves friendly to Red Crow. The old chief, astride his splendid paint horse, silently watched the war dance while Bart and Shorty stood close to Red Crow. You think you got it fixed so the masked man can't get here, Red Crow? Him not come. He better not. Bart, look at them engines. They're sure getting in the right frame of mind to help themselves to some scalp. <laughs> They'll be mighty tough customers for Grey Wolf to handle. Soon me go on warpath. We ain't right, you will, Red Crow. And when you come back, don't forget about that horse of thunderclouds you promised me. Me not forget. I'd give a heap to be riding that critter. Oh, no. What's the matter? What did they stop the war dance by? Look. Well, I'll be. The masked man. And Tonto and another engine. What you say, Thundercloud? These are the men who shot Standing Bear. We brought him back with us. Gole Monica. We can be glad to see Standing Bear. Bart and Shorty stole some food from 
they won't. They thought standing there was after them and tried to kill him. Uh, they came here. When they discovered Red Crow wanted to be chief in your place, they said Grey Wolf is shot standing bear. They believed if there was war, their guilt would never be discovered. Red Crow won't be chief? It's true. Standing Bear can explain that. What matter, white fellow? He was wounded, Thundercloud. You wait. Tonapa Melpela. Lito. Isn't that your horse, Thundercloud? Ah, him fine horse. But what are you doing? You find out. Tonto. Uh -huh. What you want, Chief Thundercloud? You heap good friend, Thundercloud. You help Thundercloud plenty. Tonto Glenn do that. Me keep white feller here. Take him good care, white feller. Make him strong like before. You'll take care of white fellow for us until he's well again? Ah, uh, that's right. But I don't... You listen. Tonto, take him horse of thundercloud. Him best horse in tribe. Tonto, take him for all time. Tonto, thank you plenty. <laughs> him make friends of Tonto. He likes you, Kimosabe. Look at him. Yeah. Except for silver, I've never seen a better horse anywhere. Yeah. Him plenty good. You stay here now. We'll only stay overnight, Thundercloud. Silver needs the rest. Ah. And then in the morning, Tonto and I will start for town with Bart and Shorty. And they stole from Grey Wolf, shot Standing Bear, and tried to start a war between the two tribes. But when the law gets through, they'll do no more harm for a long time to come. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!